third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investment goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting NMWKM Advisors, LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We are in the money, the skies are sunny, and old man recession, you have done us wrong. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf, and this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market, inflation. We talk about social security, estate planning. You name it, we talk about it. And we have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And this week's going to be no exception because we have an absolutely boring show lined up for you. But before we go one step further, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Moray, the host of Money Matters with Ken Moray. Thank you, Jack. And I am founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America. I love it. I do that. And we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And if that is you, then you are one of the most wonderful people in the entire universe, in my opinion. And my opinion counts, just so you know. And uh, you are about to embark on what we call your second childhood without parental supervision. We want you to go play. We want you to have fun. We want you to do all the stuff that you couldn't do because you were tied to your desk, you were working, and now you're free at last, free at last, free at last. And all of that we want to help you to do. Our website is rpoa.com. If you go there, we podcast this show. We have videos. We have articles. We have all kinds of stuff for you to help you do your retirement planning. And uh, also, I encourage you to subscribe to the show. Uh, we podcast it. You can get it delivered to your device. Uh, it's amazing. We're growing by about 1,000 people a week right now, so it's really crazy subscribers. So you need to be one of them. Uh, our goal is to have 100,000 subscribers, and uh, we're well on our way to hopefully having that happen. Um, Barron's recently named moi, your faithful host, one of the top top 100 financial advisors. And actually, I'm, I'm quite impressed by that. In fact, they did it eight years in a row, which is insane. Uh, but without our beloved and most valued clients, we'd be nowhere. So all you clients, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. Let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, I, I often say that if you don't listen to this show, you do it at your own peril. 
Uh, a week ago, I said that uh, something that is not in the media, doesn't seem to be on anybody's radar, is this uh, wave of COVID that shut down provinces in China, shut down parts of Russia, and is headed into Europe. And now all of a sudden, it's uh, shutting down Europe. And now they're saying it's coming here. And the market has gone down about a thousand points since I told you that. So what I always say is, uh, and I say, when I say the market, I mean the Dow. So what I always say is, if you don't listen to the show, you do it at your own peril. So we're going to talk about uh, more about that. And I'm entitling the, the first segment, Put Your Seatbelts On. <laughs> okay, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get rough. Uh, also, I want to talk with you about uh, diversification. And of course, uh, you know, we believe that mitigating risk, spreading the risk around, smoothing the ride, making it, uh, you know, we have a, a, an investment principle that says that we want to take only as much risk as is necessary to accomplish your financial goals. Meaning, we want to push you down to the least amount of risk that we possibly can take and still accomplish your goals. And that way, you know, if we don't put you at risk, then we should be able to accomplish our goal, which is that we want your money to last as long as you do. And so we're going to talk about uh, diversifying your retirement portfolio and give you some ideas on how to do that. Now, also, as we do every week, we're going to talk about how to maximize Social Security benefits. And uh, if uh, you'd like, you can send me your questions and I'll endeavor to answer those. My email address is Ken at rpoa.com and uh, I'll do my best to answer your questions and you can make my life easy. I don't have to invent questions. I can just use yours. Uh, also this week, I want to talk about uh, with you um, buy, hold myth number two. And, and as you guys know, if you've listened to the show, low these many years, and we've been on the air since 1995, Jack, and you've been with me the whole time. I can't even believe it. You used to have black hair when we started this whole thing. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, buy, hold myth number two is don't miss the 20 best days, okay? And what I mean by buy, hold myth is our philosophy is that buy and hold is an incomplete strategy. It's two legs of a three-legged stool in our view. So basically what, we mean, what I mean by that is, yes, you should buy investments. I think that's a good idea. I also think that you should hold them and you should diversify and you know, do all the stuff that goes along with that. But then your job is not over. In our view, you also have a strategy to sell, to get out and protect yourself when bad times come. And of course, we have our invest and protect strategy, which we've talked about in the past. It told us to sell, uh, you know, before the, uh, the the pandemic. It told us to sell before the big crash in 2008. So we want to talk with you about that later on in the show. And one of the reasons why people tell you not to do what we suggest is that if you if you sell and you get out, you could miss one of the 20 best days in the last 20 years. And if that were to happen to you, all your returns would like uh, evaporate, and you'd have no money. Well. Uh, I'll talk about why that's a myth, okay? So we'll talk about that for you at about, uh, later on in the show. Now, you know what, Jack? Most shows would stop right there. Most shows would say, if we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. Somebody stop me. <laughs> but on this show, do we stop right there? Of course we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before. And therefore, at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. Now, this week, I thought we would have a little fun. Because you may have seen this, but there's a dog, a German Shepherd, 
that inherited $500 million. Yes, you heard right. And Jack, you want, you, you want to be that dog's uh, uh, caregiver? Sure, you, I'm sure they'll hire you. And that dog just sold the mansion that Madonna used to live in for $31.5 million. So this German shepherd bought Madonna's mansion and just sold it for a profit. So we're going to talk about uh, that when we have our estate tip of the week. We'll have a little fun with, with weird uh, beneficiaries, shall we say, of estate plans. So we'll have that for you later on the show. We'll have a little fun with that. So, um, you know, I got to tell you, uh, for those of you who are uh, uh, grandparents, I'm still... I'm still not, I'm, you know, everybody told me being a grandfather would be so wonderful and great. I'm still, not, I'm still not getting it. I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling the love, man. It's just not happening for me. I've lost my wife. I don't see her anymore. Um, you know, this, this, this little baby, he's so cute. It's like everybody's putting out videos and pictures and all that. They used, to, they used to put videos of me and pictures of me. I was the cute one. I was the center of the universe. And now I've been relegated to the junk pile over there. It's, it's awful. I don't like being a grandfather at all. You guys who told me all that, you guys are all wet. You're wrong, okay? I'm just telling you that right now. All you prospective grandfathers, don't do it, okay? Stop right now. Get off the ride. I'm telling you that right now. I have spoken. All right, let's talk about let's talk about where we are here. And and you guys may remember a Bill Withers uh, song a few years ago. Remember Bill Withers? Anyway, and the song was "If it feels this good being wrong, then I don't want to be right." Remember that song? If it feels this anyway. So I'm actually going to change that around because I'm I'm going to change it to how I feel, which is if it feels this bad being right, then I want to be wrong. <laughs> Okay. Because I told you last week that uh, this thing that's happening over the, the this new variant of the virus that is over there that was uh, coming, you know, it seems like they all start in China. I know I don't know what's up with China, but it's like these variants they start in China, they go through Russia. I don't know why they do that, but they do, and then they come through Europe, and then they come to us. I mean, it's very predictable. So when I saw that they were shutting down provinces provinces in China. I just thought, you know what, that's coming our way. And I warned you about it. And sure enough, here we are a thousand points down on the dial since then. And it's happened. So as we, you know, one of the things that our investment committee does, and we meet uh, at least, you know, monthly, probably weekly, you know, we, we kind of talk about stuff. And what we were talking about, what, what could cause the next recession? What could be the, the next thing that causes a bear market? And it could be a combination of, the high wages that we have right now, because you know we've had huge wage inflation, and you can't take wages back from people. So the wages that are in place now, these high wages that people are having to pay to attract employees, that's not going to go down. You can't suddenly tell an employee, okay, now that the, 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 the supply chain problem's over, I'm cutting your pay in half. They'll leave you, right? So the, the wage inflation is very sticky. It's not going to go away to any great degree in our, in our view. But we could have another wave of this, uh, of, the, of this pandemic coming our way. We could have people spending most of their discretionary money heating their homes because, and, and prices of energy are so high, they don't have any discretionary money. And so what could happen is you could see spending go down. Consumers represent 70% of our, of our, of our uh, economy. If they're not spending, then we have a problem. 
And so that's what we think it could happen. Now, will it? I don't know. You know, we don't have a crystal ball, but we have to prepare for these kind of things. And so that's why we have our invest and protect strategy. It is designed to get us out. You know, it's not just being diversified and protecting against the downside. It's also saying I'm taking all my marbles out and going home with them. No <laughs> okay. We don't want to be stuck there. We don't want to be the one that, that sees 30 or 40% of our money evaporate, and then we hope that it's going to come back in the future at some point. We don't want to do that. So if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, then go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And when you're there, you have several options. One is you can attend our seminars. They're virtual. Um, and you can, you can learn about retirement planning ideas from A to Z. We talk about inflation. We talk about taxes. We talk about bear markets, the three main enemies that we see to your financial well-being. We also talk about uh, Social Security and all those kind of things. Uh, so go to the, uh, the website, sign up for the seminars, visit and learn all kinds of stuff there. I think you'll benefit from that. So it's rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to diversify your retirement portfolio. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morife. So what I want to do in this uh, segment is I want to go over with you how we diversify our clients' portfolios. And uh, if you were a client, wait, you're not a client? Oh, my gosh. That's not, that's not good. We need, to, we need to change that. <laughs> but anyway, if you were a client... Uh, and what we do for our clients is uh, we diversify their portfolio. And I want to go through with you kind of our thinking in terms of how we go about doing that and then what are the component parts that we want to have in a diversified portfolio from our perspective. Okay. So the first thing that we do, if you were to come in and visit with us, is we do what's called a retirement cash flow plan, RCFP. And so if you come in and we, the RCFP is basically where we want to know what all of your expenses are. We want to know what all your sources of income are going to be, all of that during your retirement. Okay, So once we know what your cash flow is, and we, we can then see how much will your investments need to support your retirement. And then we can back into what rate of return do your investments need to earn to create that income that is now going to supplement your, your lifestyle. And once we know what that is, we call that your hurdle rate. So once we know what the hurdle rate is, the rate of return, then we can now sit down and say, okay, let's construct a portfolio that has the highest probability of achieving that hurdle rate. Okay, so that's the process. So I'm going to bypass all of that process. I've talked about it on previous shows. And again, we podcast the show so you can go find it on our website if you want to hear about the other parts of that process. Uh, again, our website is rpoa.com. But I want to go over with you the component parts. Now, there are basically 11 parts to, in our view, to a well-diversified portfolio. And how much you have in each one of these parts is going to be determined by how much risk is appropriate for you, which, as I said, is determined by that hurdle rate that we would calculate once we have done the RCFP with you. All right, so the 11 parts are you're going to have stocks in there, you're going to, uh, equities, you're going to have bonds. You're going to have cash. You're also going to have diversification across sizes of companies and across geographies. Okay? So I want to go through all the component parts with you. So on the stock side, we have domestic stocks, meaning they're com uh, companies that are denominated here in the United States. But then we also have companies that are denominated outside of the United States. So within the U.S., we have four different kinds of stocks. 
One is called large cap value. So these are large companies that pay dividends. You're, you're investing with them, not because you want to participate in their growth, but you want to participate in the dividends that they pay. All right. So ExxonMobil would be an example of that. Procter & Gamble. These are companies that aren't growing rapidly anymore, but they're paying a high dividend and, that, and you want to get that dividend. The next category is uh, the other side of the coin, which is the large companies that are growth oriented. Okay, so for many years, for example, um, Amazon was that. Now, Amazon is starting to change over into a value stock. They're, they're not growing as rapidly as they were, but still, they're a large company, obviously. They're growth-oriented, um, and so you look at those kind of companies, uh, Tesla, for example. So large growth companies would fit into that category. Now, these two tend to behave differently from each other. Value and growth tend to zig when the other one zags. The other thing that we look at are small companies that do the same thing. So you got value, uh, small value stocks and, and small growth stocks. Okay, so those are the four components of our domestic equity portfolio. And again, the percentage you have in each depends on the risk profile that, that you represent. Now, the next two are overseas. So we're looking at established foreign countries like Europe, Australia, Japan, Canada, all of that. And then we have emerging markets. So that would be China, that would be uh, India, that would be Latin America, those kind of things. So those are emerging markets. Very high risk, but potentially very high reward. Now, those are our equity. So those are the six parts of our equity portfolio. Now let me go over to the bond side. So on the bond side, we have what we call our core fixed income, which is essentially US-backed, US government-backed bonds. So you have treasuries, uh, you have uh, mortgage-backed securities, uh, those kind of things. Then we go into high-yield bonds, which are basically corporate bonds. Then, uh, then we, and, and that's our domestic bond portfolio. So we have two components there. Now, on the international side, we do the same thing. Established countries like Europe and Australia, Japan, Canada, and then the emerging markets, South America, et cetera. Higher risk, of course, but they pay a higher dividend. So we want we're looking for that. So how you mix all that up is dependent upon your risk profile. And the only way I could tell you to do that is if we met with you and figured out what your RCFP is. And then once we know that, then we can figure out the rate of return that you need to have. And once we know that, then I can tell you what percentage of all this stuff you should have and how you should construct your portfolio. Now, there's one other item that I did not mention yet, which is extremely important. And that is cash. Cash is king. There are times when cash is king. Y2K during that period. Cash was a good thing. During the 2008 credit crisis, cash was a good thing. Last year, when the, when the, the S&P dropped by 40 plus percent, cash was good back then. Okay? So there are times when having a large percentage of your money in cash is a good idea, and we do that. But also, there are times when having cash on the side as an emergency fund is also very important. Okay, and so we look at how to build your, your, your emergency fund, how much should you have in there to cover unforeseen, non-recurring types of expenses and that kind of stuff. So that's how we diversify. And then what we do is we, we rebalance to keep you within the percentages that we've agreed upon. And then, of course, at times when the bad times come, we say, okay, time to get out and go into cash and wait out the storm. I'm glad we had this talk. So as they say, Tom, yeah, well, I am too, Tom. As they say, it's, it's very simple to talk about, but it's not easy. 
And so that's why I encourage you to go to our website, rpoa.com, click on meet with an advisor. If you do that, we'll sit down with you and we'll go through the entire process I just said. We'll do the RCFP with you. We'll figure out your, your hurdle rate. We'll also help you to build your portfolio, diversify. We'll do all of that, no charge or obligation. If we can help you, fantastic. And if not, that's fine too. Okay, so rpoa.com is our website. And regardless of what happens, we will part friends. Okay, so rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to talk about how to maximize your social security. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayfe. And we believe your retirement is your second childhood without parental supervision. So we want you to go play and have fun and enjoy. And we don't want you to worry about all this boring financial stuff. Now, one of the most important parts of your retirement planning is Social Security. And so I want to devote, as I do every week, this part of the show to Social Security. And uh, so... Um, what I encourage you to do is to send me questions, and I'll do my best to answer them. So my uh, email address is ken at rpoa.com, and if you send it, then uh, I'll endeavor to answer. So here's a question. Um, when a parent is 62 or older and begins collecting Social Security and still has minor-aged children, do they receive any benefits at that time? Does the adult have to file for and receive Social Security for the benefits to start? So that's a very good question. So first of all, benefits can be paid to a child under the age of 18 as long as the parent is entitled to the benefits. Okay, so this means that the parent has to apply and begin receiving his or her own benefits before this child can start collecting theirs. Okay, so the child needs to be under 18 and the parent needs to be all uh, collecting. Now, higher earning spouses who are consider who are if you're considering taking your benefits before the age of 70 in order to receive de dependent benefits, you have to be aware that if you're earning a higher level and you're not over 66, they will claw back your Social Security, and it may be reduced. And it may be reduced also in the event of your death, the survivor benefit may be reduced. So you got to you got to weigh one against the other. Yes, you want to get benefits for this child that's under the age of 18, but it could cost in other ways. So there's pluses and minuses of making that decision. Uh, let's see. Question number two here is, can you enroll in Medicare at age 65, refrain from collecting Social Security until you're 70 and still get delayed ben uh, credits, meaning your, your benefits continue to increase until you're 70, uh, even though you enrolled at 65 with Social Security? And uh, the answer is yes. Okay, so you can take Medicare without Social Security, but you can't go the other way around. Okay, you cannot take Social Security without taking Medicare. So if you file for Social Security, you must enroll in Medicare, okay, at least Part A. And if you don't, you could end up paying a penalty every month for the rest of your life. So don't make this mistake, okay? So the thing about Social Security is that it is like a minefield. There are all kinds of places where you can step in, you can step in it, as the, as the saying goes. And you don't want to do that. You want to make these decisions, you want to be informed, you want to make them smartly, and you want to talk to a professional, in my opinion, that's been trained in all of this. So here's what you do. You go to our website, it's rpoa.com. You click on meet with an advisor. If you do that, then one of our retirement planners will visit with you either in person or virtually, whichever you prefer. 
And what we will do is we will talk with you. We'll help you to make the decision of when and how uh, you take your Social Security benefits. If you're married, if you're not married, if you're a widow or a widower, uh, if you have a disparity in ages, disparity in income, if you have a child, all of these kind of things factor into when and how you take Social Security. But it's not in a vacuum. We need to know your entire financial picture. Because your income tax bracket, for example, plays into this. Your health plays into this. Um, you know, there's a lot of factors. So we want to build for you a retirement plan that incorporates Social Security in it. Okay, so Social Security doesn't operate all by itself. It's part of an entire plan. We want to do that for you at no charge or obligation. So if you click on meet with an advisor, what we'll do is we'll sit down with you. If we will help you to build that plan, you'll have pride of authorship. You, you, we're just the guide. You're the, you're the one that tells us where you want to go. We help you. And then when it's all done, if you want to work with us, that is just fantastic. We love it. But if you don't, that's fine too. Okay, so either way, no charge, no obligation, and we will part friends. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. It absolutely is. So our website is rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about don't ever sell anything. Stay in and take a beating. Not. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. Uh, we are dedicated to helping as many people as we possibly can have a successful retirement. And uh, we have essentially we have an overarching goal which is that we want you to have your second childhood without parental supervision. We want you to go play, enjoy, have fun. We want you to be a child again. And now you're doing it uh, with uh, hopefully some money. When, when you were younger, you were doing it without money. <laughs> uh, and uh, we want you to, do, to go and, and we want your money to last as long as you do. Uh, and uh, we also want you to have financial peace of mind. What we tell our clients is we want to worry about all this boring financial stuff so that you don't have to. Okay. Now, the second one there that I said is we want your money to last as long as you do. Now, that is our primary goal. So, our see, we're on a mission from God. <laughs> you know, yeah, we, I, I feel like we are. I feel like what we do is noble. You know, you, you talk about uh, people's health and you talk about their faith and you talk about all these things. I think very high on the list is financial security. And uh, if we can help people to have that, I think what we're doing is very noble. Now, one of the things that we look at is this notion of, uh, of risk that you face um, when you are early in your retirement or if you are before your retirement. And the biggest risk that you face, in our view, is a bear market. So a bear market is when your investments, your, the stock market, the S&P, the Dow, if you're invested in that, drops by 20% or more. So a bear market, for example, Y2K, uh, we had where the, uh, the S&P dropped by 49%. So if you were invested in uh, all those dot-coms and, and you had a, a heavy exposure to the stock market, you could have lost 50, 60, 70. So I've seen cases where people lost 90% of their money. Now, if you're about to retire, that's not a good thing. I mean, it's never a good thing, but certainly not if you're about to retire or if you're retired already. And in 2008, the, the S&P went down 57%. How about them? I mean, it's like, you like apples? How about them apples? So taking big losses is something that can cause you to have to unretire, which is not something you want to do. You may have uh, been out of the workforce for a while uh, or not to be able to retire in the first place. So we want to help against that. Now, so therefore, our philosophy is that, yes, you should buy and a quality basket of investments. Yes, you should diversify, you should hold. And uh, that's based on your risk profile, as I talked about earlier in the show. Um, so we wanna do that. You wanna make sure that you're rebalancing to control the risk that you have. You wanna do all that kind of stuff. We agree with that entirely. 
So buy and hold is a good idea, but in our view, it's incomplete. And therefore, there's a third part to it, and that is you need to also sell, in our view. Now, if you're 25 years old, fine. You can play through bear markets. You can play through all that stuff. You've got many years ahead of you. That's a different story. But if you're over 50, if you're within five years of retirement or you're five years into retirement, if you're in that 10-year period, we don't believe that you can afford to take large losses. You don't have the time. It's going to, as, I, as I've described, it, it could uh, upset the apple cart. Now, our view is not widely held, I have to say. The, there's a lot of people that believe that buy and hold is all you need to do. Once you've done that, your job is done. And one of the counters to our philosophy that I've heard is, well, you know what, you don't ever, don't ever sell. And every time we have a bear market, they trot these out. And I call them buy-hold myths. You know, they have them all on the shelf, and the moment they have a bear market, they bring them out. And one of them that they say is, if you sell, you know, you can miss one of the 20 best trading days. And if we go back the last 20 years, and we look at the 20 best trading days, and if you did not, if you missed them, then you know what would happen? Your, your, uh, your returns would evaporate. Okay, well... That is actually a true statement, but let me explain why it's not a true statement. So first of all, for you to miss the, la the 20 best trading days over the last 20 years, this is what you need to do. You need to be in the day before the, 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 I'm sorry, if you miss the 20 best trading days, I've said the worst trading days, the best trading days. If you miss the best trading, the 20 best trading days over the last 20 years, if you miss that, then your, your, your returns evaporate, Okay. To do that, I need to have been in the day before that best trading day, out on the best trading day, and then back in the day after because that's the only way you can only miss those 20 best trading days. So you have to be so good that you can know when those 20 days are, and you can be in the day before, out on that day, and then back in the next day. So while it is true, if you miss those 20 best trading days, that your returns will evaporate, but for you to be able to do that, wow, are you good? And in fact, I would say that if you're so good at predicting when those best trading days are, then why don't you do the opposite? Why don't you just stay out for all the other bad days and only be in for those 20 good ones? And then your returns would be, I don't, you know, skyrocket. Well, that's equally impossible, but you know what? The math says it's true, so therefore it must be true, right? So here's my advice. Stay in for only the best 20 trading days and stay out for all the rest. And if you do that, your returns will be astronomical. Do you see how silly that is? So if that's silly, the opposite is also silly. So for them to trot out that you don't want to ever sell because you could miss those 20 best trading days, that's an impossibility. It's kind of like saying, you know, if I was stronger, I could lift more. Well, okay. Yeah, it's a true statement, but, but so what? It's irrelevant. So don't be fooled by that. Okay, And in fact, we've done a study on that, and the top 20 best trading days, guess when they happened? If you go back the last 100 years, they happened during the Great Depression. The top nine of them, I'm sorry, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, this, 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 they happened during 1987, 2008. Uh, they happened in 2000 and, and uh, in Y2K. The best trading days happened during the worst bear markets in almost every case except one going back the last 100 years. And that was in 1997. So guess what? I don't want those best trading days. They are happening in the middle of a terrible storm. I don't want those days. You can keep them. And the reason why those best trading days happen during storms is because it went down so much that people thought, oh, boy, I got to buy on that. And then there's this big bounce, and that big bounce is a best trading day. But you know what they call that on Wall Street? They call it a dead cat bounce. There's another term they use, catching falling knives. Think about that one, okay? Not a good idea. Don't do that. 
don't catch falling knives. <laughs> so we don't believe in all of that. We'd rather be out altogether. So our strategy is invest and protect. Go to our website, learn more about it, invest and protect. Our website is rpoa.com. We have seminars on it, and we want to teach you about it if you come in to visit with us as well. So if you go into our website, rpoa.com, learn how to protect your retirement from the next market crash. Okay? Now, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the dog who inherited $500 million. Oh, my gosh. Stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. And uh, you know what? We want to help as many people achieve what we call your second childhood without parental supervision. Okay, That's what we call your retirement. We want you to enjoy. We want you to play, have fun, and whatever that means to you. If it means giving to charity, if it means spending time with your grandchildren, perfecting your golf game, going on cruises, whatever that is, we want to facilitate that. We want you not to worry about your money, and we want you to just go have fun. And our website is rpoa.com. And, uh, you know, Barron's named moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 financial advisors. They did that eight years in a row. And while I am flattered by that, I can tell you without our clients, we'd be nowhere. So all you clients, we love you. We thank you. You are beloved and most valued. Yes. And uh, see how I played right through that kiss? I just assumed it was there even though I didn't. That's how good I am, Jack. <laughs> but anyway, this is the part of the show where we normally talk about uh, how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor, which is what we call estate planning. But this week, I thought we'd deviate from that. I came across this article uh, that I thought was just really funny, which is about this dog. A German shepherd inherited $500 million. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. But first, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Though my pocket may be empty, I'd be a millionaire. And of course, that is Tony Bennett with rags to riches. And you know, the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff, it's actually designed to do the exact opposite. It's designed to take you from riches to rags. And we do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. So this week, we're going to talk about this dog uh, that inherited a $500 million fortune. And the, the interesting thing about this is he's, he's selling a mansion that was once owned by Madonna in Florida for $31.5 million. He's just listed it. So the, 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 the owner of the house that got listed for $31.5 million, this former mansion that, that Madonna used to own, is a, is a German shepherd. <laughs> so let me tell you the backstory on this, okay? So there's this, uh, this, this uh, German countess, Carlotta Liebenstein. Uh, she died in 1992, and uh, she left her fortune to her dog, who was Gunther III. All right? So the money has since been handled by a group of handlers, and their job is to ensure that the money is used uh, to take care of Gunther III and any future Gunthers that come along later on. So it's supposed to stay in the Gunther uh, German Shepherd bloodline. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So uh, we're we're now at Gunther the Sixth. 
okay? Because uh, Gunther III apparently is, is no longer with us, and the fourth or the fifth either. So now we're, we're up to the sixth. Golly, that's a lot of dogs to go through. That 1992? Dogs, don't German Shepherds live longer than that? They normally do, right? Well, maybe the handlers are... are uh, <laughs> as soon as we get through Gunther number 10, then we get the money. So we got to go through them fast. I don't know. But anyway, so Gunther VI, um, apparently, so the people that are managing the money um, are now selling this uh, mansion. Actually, I said it wrong. For $31.75 million is what they've listed it for. Uh, and, and believe it or not, this house is actually uh, Gunther the Sixth vacation home, <laughs> because because his main home is actually in Tuscany, Italy. So when they diversified his real estate portfolio, uh, they bought this mansion in Florida, and so that's where he goes for his uh, his vacation. So apparently, it's a 1.2 acre waterfront property. Um, it's being managed by a husband and wife team, and uh, so he, the dog uh, in the summertime he lives in Madonna's former master bedroom. <laughs> he literally sleeps overlooking the most magnificent view in an Italian custom bed and in the former bedroom of uh, Madonna's, okay? Uh, and, and apparently when they listed it, the, the company that they listed it with was like, wait, what? A dog is listing this? And uh, so they, they couldn't quite get their brain around that. So there you go. So if, you have, if you're so inclined, you can do that. You can leave your fortune to your dog and to future generations of your dog. That ought to keep the little squirts happy. <laughs> oh, my. I wonder if she had children and what they thought about the, the dog getting the money. Anyway, um, if you are not leaving your $500 million fortune to a uh, German shepherd, uh, then uh, it, it might be something that you'd want to do differently. And uh, while we are not attorneys, and I'll say that up front, we don't do legal work, uh, we can help you to kind of think through um, you know, who you want to leave it to and all that kind of stuff and kind of get you in the mode of doing your estate planning. And uh, we do that at no charge or obligation, of course. So if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com, and uh, you can click on Meet with an Advisor. And uh, we'll help you to build your retirement plan and uh, your estate plan, your income tax plan, your insurance plan, your uh, social security plan. We want to help you with all of those things so that you can have financial peace of mind and that your money will last as long as you do. And we want to do that for you at no charge or obligation. Now, of course, if we can help you, it's great, fantastic. But if we can't, we'll tell you that too. And either way, we will part friends. Well, Dorothy, it's not too wonderful to be true because it is true. Just get that. Now, also, um, we have a seminar that I'd like you to attend if you are so inclined. It's on retirement planning, and in that seminar, we talk about uh, how to fight inflation, which is kind of an important thing right now, uh, reducing your income taxes, fighting bear markets, the three worst enemies to your financial well-being as we see it. And so we want to help you with all of that kind of stuff. So it's all available to you on our website, rpoa.com. Well, you know what? This show's over already. I hope you had as much fun listening to it as I enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. 
None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Murray or MMWKM Advisors LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.